Do you feel that you or your partner struggle with commitment in your relationship? Or if you're currently single, do you find that when it's that time that you want to take things to the next level of a relationship, either you or the person you're with seems to struggle with committing to that next stage? Today we're talking about commitment and some ways you can explore some of the commitment issues that maybe you have and to understand how it affects other people. If you'd like to find out more about this podcast, head over to the relationshipmazepodcast.com. If you'd like to discover ways you can improve or find a more fulfilling relationship, head over to therelationshipmaze.com and press subscribe right now. Welcome to today's podcast and today we're talking about commitment. Yeah, what do we mean by commitment? Let's start with that because it's one of those questions, it's one of those terms that gets thrown around quite a lot. Um, what does it mean to be committed to a relationship or to another person? Yeah, I mean, that's an, an interesting question. I suppose, you know, in some ways as well, for some people, just that term commitment suddenly brings a cord of fear into the spine. So <laughs> it's like some sort of contract or mm. like somehow it could mm. take the fun out of something in a way mm. when you think about being committed. Mm. In fact, you know, when we talk about somebody being committed, uh, that also has like connotations to being committed to a uh, like um, some sort of psychiatric hospital or yes. or other things like that. So yeah. sometimes the word itself, I, <laughs> I can understand, can strike fear into the hearts of people. Yeah, because I mean, what I mean, what do we understand by that? I mean, it's an interesting one. I'm, I'm sort of thinking now on top, sort of on top of my head, what I understand commitment to mean. So it's some sort of it's it's saying yes to something, isn't it? It's saying yes in the context of a relationship. It's saying yes to the relationship. It's saying yes to another person. So. It could also mean if you are saying yes very uh, sort of enthusiastically, it can actually mean that you then make plans, for example, to marry that person. That's the sort of the ultimate yes to the relationship, isn't it? Yeah, and I suppose ultimately the commitment is about something that's longer term. It's not mm -hmm. just it's not just now, yeah. but it's also about something that's going to be in the long term or even potentially forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that can be, for lots of people, that can be very, uh, as you say, that can kind of, it can provoke all sorts of anxieties, this idea of the forever. I'm going to be uh, stuck in this forever is something that I actually very frequently hear people talk about when they are sort of concerned about in the early stages of the relationship, sort of coming from the, if we look at it from the perspective of someone who struggles with commitment... And then we can also see how commitment can be a really wonderful thing. So sort of in our lives, you know, if you might want to commit to being a more loving person. You might want to commit to being a generous person, being commit to being a kind person. Mm -hmm. uh, and essentially, it's like actually making these commitments are, I think, a really important part of bringing, making our lives more fulfilling, more mm -hmm. kind of, more of the, the lives that we want to live. Absolutely. It's kind of highlighting what's important to you, isn't it? It's saying, I'm really, I'm committing to this because it's important to me. I'm saying yes to this because it's really important. And uh, it fits in with my values. It fits in with what I want to do. It fits in with what I want to focus on in life. 
Yeah, and I think actually that really defines a lot of it, which is it's about thinking of those things that are most important to you. Mm. And if you want to really have those things or create those things in your life and live a life where you have a life of value, Mm. you have to be able to commit to those things Mm. in order to have them. So so it can be a really empowering, a really wonderful thing. Mm -hmm. But I suppose one of the challenges is it's that idea of commitment, what that brings up for you. And actually right now, as you're listening, Mm. maybe just take a moment and even write down when you think about commitment, what are the words that come up for you? Mm. So just take out a piece of paper and just yeah. write down, you know, what words come up for you when, when you hear that word commitment? Mm. When you think like being committed to a relationship, mm-hmm. being committed to um, a, a business course, or whatever it happens or to be. a particular course, yeah, an action, exactly yeah. all of that. Yeah, absolutely. And you may find um, you may find that the term doesn't have any is quite neutral for you or brings up a neutral emotion, range of emotions or very positive emotions. Indeed, if you are very passionate about a particular course, you might think actually commitment is a really good thing. But what, uh, of course, what I frequently experience in my practice as a, as a therapist um, is the connotation that lots of people have with commitment, which is a very negative one. Well, not negative, it's not so much negative as fearful. There's this fear of commitment because there's an association with the term of being trapped, uh, being imprisoned, not being being stuck, not being able to get out. So, So for someone who has those kind of connotations... The idea of committing to another person is really quite a scary thing to do, right? Yeah, yeah, and I, I think actually what you're talking about for me also brings up what we were just talking about, which mm. is about values. And mm. I think sometimes maybe that commitment gets mixed up mm. in terms of we end up committing to behaviours but not values. Mm-hmm. So the values, those things that are important to us, those things like loving, like uh, honesty, like commit, uh, well, not commitment, like um, sort of um, caring or whatever truth. it happens to be, truth, which yeah. again, you may or may not have those values because values are personal things. We're not saying that you have to have those, yeah. but a lot of people may find that those things they think are important to them. Mm-hmm. But then we end up sometimes getting stuck on committing to behaviours mm-hmm. such as having to do this or that in a relationship as opposed to actually the values and those things that that actually lie behind those behaviours. That's really interesting. And this idea of that if I commit to this other person, I have to commit to their expectations of me, right? This idea of they have an an expectation of how I should behave, how I should be in the relationship. And and if I don't fulfil those expectations, then I'm in trouble. Yeah, absolutely. And and I suppose that sort of thing is, oh, I'm in trouble. That sounds a bit like a kid being told off. Mm-hmm. Like, well, if I don't do that, I'm going to get scolded, chastised. And mm-hmm. and I suppose it is about a balance because, yeah. you know, part of relationships are about helping to mm-hmm. fulfil some of each other's needs. Mm-hmm. But then there's come that tricky balance, whereas where is it about, you know, going, mm-hmm. not thinking about what we need as well mm-hmm. and overcompensating by trying to fulfill someone else's needs mm. where that makes us feel a sense of something's not right or mm. makes us feel uncomfortable which is where that sort of commitment often gets uh, mm. you know that that can feel that something's not right yeah well and it goes back to sort of earlier relationship templates i mean we spent quite a bit of time in previous podcasts talking about attachment styles which is the obvious kind of angle to look at when you talk about uh, fear of commitments it's often associated with 
somebody who um, has got a more uh, avoidant dismissing style um, because they have a template in life, a relationship template from earlier uh, experiences uh, in childhood or actually early on in adulthood in previous relationships where it was quite scary the idea of um, of being uh, the idea of being committed in the sense of being in a relationship where there was uh, which was didn't feel very safe where the other person wasn't available to them so there's this sort of expectation that relationships on the whole cannot be trusted and uh, and you have to be careful about the other person if you get too attached to the other person they have some control over you um, they might not give you what you need, you might not feel good in that relationship and you're kind of trapped in a cycle of relationship that's not good for you. So that might be, if you have this sort of automatic pull in this direction when you hear the term commitments, then that might well be, it doesn't have to be, but it might well be related to your particular attachment style. Yeah, and exploring, exploring that feeling that comes up for you when a, a negative connotation for commitment comes up can be useful. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that remind you of? Where does that take you back to? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just really all of our sense of commitment now and any sort of fears or those negative uh, connotations do come from the past. Yeah, there's, um, a, uh, yeah. Sorry, there's, yeah. there's a feel of intimacy. So if you have often... Um, if with somebody who has uh, an avoidant dismissing uh, attachment style, they they have a fear of intimacy because intimacy relationships where there is closeness have been experienced as not being safe relationships where there are any kind of dependency needs. If I have to depend on the other person, then they're going to disappoint me or they're actually they're not dependable. So it's best if I don't depend on them and I become completely self-sufficient and independent. So so commitment often has this kind of connotation with uh, committing to intimacy in the relationship, to closeness with the other person. And closeness is the very thing that might be very scary for somebody who is avoidant. Yeah, absolutely. And and looking as, as well with, you know, we were talking about attachment styles, which mm. would be useful to explore mm. more of. And we did a previous podcast on this as well. Mm. Uh, and I'm sure we'll do more in the future. Yeah. Um, also, thinking about these templates that you have from earlier time, just early experiences, whether or not we put this in the attachment frame. Let's say, for example, when you're young, when you're sort of seven or eight, and to you, you perceive your parents as getting on really well. Mm. and you don't see any issues mm. and then suddenly you know, one of them leaves yeah. and you don't know why it's just totally unexpected mm-hmm. or it could be later on you know maybe you're 17 18 or any age mm. you're in a relationship that seems great and then suddenly with no explanation and totally out of the blue the other person just leaves or yeah. just just you just just kind of um, breaks up with you mm. you didn't see it coming it's like a sense of shock this mm. sense of something really unexpected that there's danger yeah. Which essentially, it's natural with something like that, that we, we start to feel, well, you know, if we get too close to somebody, I could get hurt like this again. So Absolutely. we become defensive. Absolutely. So even from a sort of behavioral point of view, mm. um, you know, to, talking at a different frame from attachment styles, mm. from a behavioral point of view, we, we have this conditioned response that, mm. you know, sort of closeness could equal to great discomfort, great kind of pain. Mm. So essentially, you know, looking at ways to avoid that or instinctively trying to avoid getting too close to somebody could protect us from ultimate pain even if it causes us some pain Mm -hmm. it's more moderate than that total shock 
that could come out. At least we've got some control of it. If we stop, if we stop something, mm. then we're not going to get hurt by the other person because we're having control. We're having influence in that. Yeah, absolutely. And the same plays out. So, um, so it's this idea of commitment comes with risk. Yeah, there's always an association, or frequently an association, association with risk. Um, and that's true for somebody who's got um, an anxious, uh, preoccupied attachment style as well. They are never, I mean, they might want to, they might like the idea of commitment in the sense of creating a secure base and the, in the partner having safety in the relationship, but they're also not quite trusting that it's actually possible and that the other person is really going to be there for them, that the partner is really going to be available in the way that they want them to. So there's this constant questioning also of, are you really, are you committed? Are you committed in this relationship? Are you really here for me? So commitment can be, from that perspective, also quite a challenge for somebody who. Um, who's got that kind of uh, attachment presentation? So commitment is quite a tricky one, isn't it? Because it's a sort of, it's a it's a sort of signing up to uh, vulnerability to some extent as well, isn't it? If I commit to you, I make myself vulnerable. I make myself vulnerable in the sense of having dependency needs, for example. I'm dependent on you to give me what I really want from you. Yeah, it's a definitely a commitment to vulnerability. It's also mm -hmm. a commitment um, to essentially looking at yourself rather than just blaming the other person. Yeah, so this is a yeah. thing which I think is key because, you know, often we get into challenges in a relationship and we tend mm -hmm. to think, well, it's them, they're behaving like this, mm -hmm. rather than thinking, what part do we have in this? Mm -hmm. And to do that, sometimes it takes a lot of courage. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, having to look at the having to look at these kind of maybe what we might call flaws, although I don't think that's the right word for it, in mm -hmm. ourselves, mm -hmm. but these sort of wounds that we've had in the past which essentially we try to avoid, we try to protect ourselves by avoiding completely, yeah. um, it, that again opens up our vulnerability. Absolutely. But having that commitment to a relationship also means not just blaming the other person, but looking at what is your role in these things? Mm. What can you do mm. to make these changes? Yeah, and it's interesting. It's not just a one-off question. That's really interesting. I think often couples think that um, for example, if they get married, uh, you know, they make the wedding vows, uh, the marriage vows to each other, that that's it, that's the job done, right? I've committed to you for the rest of my life, uh, we are going to be together forever. But actually, I see um, commitment almost more like something that has, has to happen on a daily basis. I'm committing to this other person on a daily basis. And, and there might be days when I feel a bit frustrated, I feel very angry. Uh, I feel raging potentially with my partner um, when I might feel a little bit less in it. Yeah, There's a bit less commitment here. So it fluctuates, doesn't it? It's not something that's uh, constant. And just because you've decided I'm going to stay in this relationship, if you have that desire, that doesn't mean that you don't have to, that it doesn't get thrown into a uh, question sometimes. Yeah, and I suppose that commitment to things like vows or something like that can help provide that sort of cement that makes you stick in things longer and work mm. through that. So mm. there's a potential for better change, but only mm. if you actually self-reflect and look at how you can make improvements between you. Otherwise, you commit to something which can cause you more pain. Absolutely. So I think the thing is, it's like just being committed to vows, I think mm. that can be a challenge. Yeah, absolutely. But again, going back to the values you know, behind everything, I think that's what's important. So not committing to a vow, but committing to things like 
loving or helping the other person feel loved, mm. committing to um, com- com- committed to caring, committed to family, committed to things that essentially are more than just a piece of paper. Mm. And I think one thing that's also really crucial is the sort of commitment to being open and flexible in your relationship, open to the idea that the other person, your partner, is different from you. They will have different experiences in their life, different um, ways of looking at things, different uh, viewpoints, different emotional responses to situations. Um, and there's got to be some sort of desire to uh, to accept that. And, and this is really difficult, isn't it? I think that is a really big step, that kind of commitment to understanding that this person is actually not the same person as me. They, they feel differently, they think differently. Uh, And that might sometimes create some clashes between us because we have different expectations and different desires in certain situations. So commitment for me also entails that idea that um, you have a desire to um, step into your partner's shoes, to kind of understand what's going on for them, um, to kind of keep working at that. Because if you give up on that, your relationship is going to be in trouble, invariably. Yeah, and I think with, with along with that is as well, you know, being aware that your partner may have different kind of thoughts, feelings, and kind of wishes or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. and, and just knowing that that doesn't make them wrong, right. and the fact that you have your own ideas, your wishes, your kind of goals, mm-hmm. that doesn't make you right. Mm-hmm. So it's important not to make sure that you know we don't start to see that it's their fault. There's something wrong with their thinking, mm-hmm. and actually maybe th- I, I think curiosity is a yeah. really powerful thing. Yeah. Is actually being curious about what's led them to have this way of thinking or wanting and what's behind this what's that need behind it because sometimes we get caught up in this thing thinking like Mm -hmm. well they must be saying this or doing this because they want this x y or z but where does that come from them or where does it come from you so we often do project these things Mm -hmm. and think you know somebody is is saying something or doing something for a certain reason but it's not that and essentially you know that can that can cause problems because you know essentially having that curiosity about what's really behind this can help you get through some of those those challenges Mm. yeah so in relationships it's really important I mean this is one of the first questions I usually ask uh, in the first session with couples and couples therapy is how they experience their commitment to each other and to the relationship and and that's often an indication of if somebody says well I'm not committed to this anymore it's harder work. It's almost impossible to do the work. Um, couples' work is work, um, and for couples to find back to each other, because there has to be this commitment um, to this desire to actually really uh, want to understand, not to just blame the other person, but to actually really understand what's going on on the other side. Without that, it's it's really quite difficult to to repair to to repair uh, in the relationship. Yeah, and, and actually when you said that, it, it sparked in my mind, you know, some phrases I've heard people use, not exactly, but things like, well, yes, I, I'm committed, but I just totally, they make me crazy, they make me angry, so I just can't have this. And I suppose it's also that thinking that, you know, being committed doesn't mean that you always have feelings that you would label as being good or desirable feelings. Being committed means st- 
staying to these values and sticking to these things that are important to you in a relationship mm. and having anger and having anxiety and having frustration mm. is that always being aware that actually there's something bigger behind this. Mm. I commit to these things, these ideals, these sort of values of love, these values of connection mm. and mm. from time to time we'll feel angry yeah. and to time we'll feel a sense of blame maybe, even though sometimes that's because we're not looking at what's what our role in that. Mm, absolutely. So yeah. So commitment is quite a. It's quite complex, isn't it? <laughs> it's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, there, there's sort of all sorts of uh, areas that hang on this, and what does this actually mean to be committed to your partner? So you might want to reflect on that a little bit in your relationship. What does that mean to you, and how far are you willing to go? Uh, and how far are you willing to tolerate that this other person is so very different from you and might have very different reactions to? to uh, the same situation uh, that you both that you both find yourself in and how committed are you uh, to creating something together with your partner which might be uh, you know that that you that you both negotiate so to speak um, you know how willing are you to build a relationship which with your partner where you both kind of a little bit it's a it's a form of transcendence isn't it where you transcend your own viewpoint sometimes and and uh, and put your put that aside put all your frustrations aside and commit to building something that's beyond you and beyond your partner but something that you co-create together um so so there also so it's quite a it's uh, it's quite a um it's quite a demand it's quite a what's the word that i'm looking for there's a lot of demand here really isn't there but it can be uh, but there's also a lot of opportunity to create something that can be truly wonderful for both of you yeah absolutely and as as a little exercise actually after you finish listening to this podcast maybe just for a moment just take out a piece of paper another piece of paper and write down you know what is important to you in relationships mm -hmm. or what's if you're in a relationship what's important to you in your relationship mm -hmm. if you're not in a relationship it would be you know what's important to you about relationships or having a relationship and thinking just keep writing words mm. you know just general words not like very specific things but things like well feeling connected feeling loved being loving mm. these sorts of words mm -hmm. um so exploring some of those values i think could be a really useful thing mm. as a next step then Right on, on the other side of the paper, start to think about those times in your life where you felt there's a challenge with commitment. So again, if you're in a relationship, it might be those times where you feel that, that essentially you, you haven't been able to fulfill a commitment or mm. you, know, you, you felt that I can't stay committed or you felt that that's been strained. You're struggling with that commitment in that relationship. Mm. And just write down what feelings come up for you. Mm. So start to explore what are the feelings that I feel when I have that. Mm. Where do you feel those in your body? What do they kind of bring up for you? Like where, where do you feel those feelings have come from in the past? Maybe starting to reflect on, um, you know, where you maybe have past experiences with commitment challenges. Mm. Uh, can you still, to write a journal about this actually? Mm -hmm. So just, you know, over the weeks, they're reflecting on this. Like where, where, what are some of these sort of commitment challenges? What does that bring up for you? Mm. Where do these come from the past? And just journaling, writing some of these things can be a really interesting exercise just to reflect on that. Absolutely. And it might also be, if you want to extend it a little bit further, it might also be quite helpful to reflect on what commitment 
associations you have when you think about your parents, for example? What did that mean? What, what did their commitment to each other look like? What did their marriage or their relationship, if they weren't married, look like to you? Because you might have some uh, very strong association there, that associations with commitment in that context in witnessing your parents' relationship as being a bit dangerous, potentially. Yeah, absolutely. And and also over relationships past that thing with your parents. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you know, necessarily just your parents, but also, mm-hmm. you know, after that, mm-hmm. um, you know, even if your parents had fairly, seem to be a fairly secure relationship, mm-hmm. it can be that later in life mm-hmm. you have a traumatic situation. Yeah. But also in terms of the words, you know, like commitments, when that brings up these feelings, uh, you know, it's it's like, because we use words to describe things, we may have heard people talk about commitment in certain ways at school or mm-hmm. at any point where we start to make associations with that word that trigger things off for us. Mm-hmm. So just exploring all these different things that that has for you mm-hmm. can be really useful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and just sort of uh, sort of one other thought that just popped into my head, particularly when you're sort of in the early stages uh, of the relationship, um, I think also just to sort of to kind of think quite carefully about, you know, uh, to consider that for some people it might take a little longer to to make those steps, to make those uh, promises, so to speak, because commitment is also a promise to some extent, isn't it? A promise to stay in the relationship with another person. Um, that for some people it just might, for all the reasons that we just talked about, because there might be an underlying anxiety, it might just take a little bit longer for them to make that promise. Uh, and that there might be some disparity also in terms of your timing, so that you might find yourself in a situation where you want to hurry this along a little bit more, uh, and the person you just met might take a little longer. Or the other way around, you might take a little longer, but the other person really makes this demand on you to say yes, to to make that promise uh, to stay in the relationship. So just sort of bearing in mind that the timings there might be quite uh, different, your experiences might be quite different. Yeah, and that even brings up that sort of issue for many people, which is mm-hmm. how soon, when you start a relationship, do you say that you love the other person, oh, for example? Because yes, that's pretty challenging. Maybe we should do a podcast just on that, actually, <laughs> another time. Yes, um, but again, it's, you know, I've, I've come across people who've moved in with each other within sort of three days and it's like and profess their undying love within sort of three or four days and you know for many people that's going to be a real kind of red flag yeah um but then other people think well should i wait is a year too soon is two years too soon and never say anything and 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 essentially you know lose that sort of potential relationship because they're not able to commit within what might be perceived as a reasonable space of time. But that's a difficulty, isn't it? There's no sort of right or wrong in terms of making a, a, a saying. You have to you have to make a decision, because I think that's often this sort of pressure, isn't it? I have to make a decision here uh, to, to, be, to indicate that I'm in it. But there is no sort of right or wrong time frame. It just has to evolve for, for both partners. Yeah, although I, th- I think for most people listening, I think, you know, if you have had the experience where within just a few days you profess your undying love for somebody, I think for most people that would be a sense of being overwhelming. And I think some people, I've, I've, yeah, I've right. met people yeah. who do this and yeah, yeah, yeah. and they don't understand why they keep getting rejected. Yeah. And it's because, it's you know, 
just within a week, two weeks, maybe three weeks, is probably a little bit too soon to be professing kind of really undying love. Even if you feel, yeah, yeah. and even if you feel you have that, maybe the other person does too. But, you know, just having a sense of working through a bit of that honeymoon period, first of all. No, you're absolutely right. I think that is a little bit too soon, a little bit too scary, and also a little bit unrealistic to some extent. I mean, you can't, after three days, you don't love that other person. You might lust after them and desire them and think they're absolutely wonderful, but love is something else. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean again, you, it depends whether you're looking... <laughs> you, it depends whether you believe in that sort of like love at first sight between people, which you know, I'm not saying isn't necessarily true. I mean, right. we can kind of psychologise it all you want to yes. and kind of say, well, we know that it's the honeymoon period, but mm. you know, maybe it is possible that there is the spiritual side of it, a spiritual connection yeah. where you meet this person. I'm, yeah, I wouldn't say that's totally impossible. Yes. However, you know, it's just being really kind of cautious with it mm. uh, and just being aware that, you know, you may feel like that, but it may not be quite the same for the other person or even if they do at some level, mm. you know, it's it sort of, uh, this could bring up the, all these commitment sort of things. And mm. um, yeah, so giving it time, just working through that honeymoon period before saying things that may be overbearing for the other person. Mm-hmm. And then you also get a sense of how true these things are for you. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong, you know, if you do feel that you love this person in a short space of time, that's not not a problem. It's mm-hmm. not saying there's something wrong with you for doing that, mm-hmm. but it's just being aware that, you know, is this really love, giving it time and not overbearing, being overpowering to that other person too soon. Absolutely. And on the other side of the spectrum, the person who has the fear, which is uh, very common, as I say, this fear of being trapped, or if I commit to this relationship, I can't get out of it. Well, you can always get out of it. You can always walk away. That's always a possibility. That obviously comes with a certain amount of heartache and, and emotional challenges. But ultimately, nobody is forcing you to stay in a relationship. Yeah. Absolutely. And so going back to that list that we were talking about, so writing that you've written down your values in a relationship, you've written down some of those feelings that come up for you. Mm. So those feelings could be anger, it could be fear, it could be anxiety, it could be frustration. Mm. And then starting to think about, okay, these things that, that are most important to you, like, for example, love or being loving, connection. Mm. So thinking about how committing to these values is possible mm. and having these feelings yeah. and that knowing that these feelings you know most people have them yeah. in the most committed relationships and in, mm. in the most fulfilling relationships mm. it's not all like just feeling happy and like yeah. feeling top of the world every minute of the day no. even if sometimes when people talk about them those people in those relationships who say yeah we never have a bad word with each other mm. you know Maybe they don't remember it because they're kind of, when you're feeling good, we tend not to remember the times we feel bad because Mm. memories are largely emotionally dependent. Mm. So the emotional state we're in tends to reflect on what we remember. So it may be that you don't remember it, but essentially there are challenging times as well. Mm. So essentially it's, it's knowing that, you know, even those people that seem to be all kind of like having joyous feelings with each other all the time, it's not like that all the time. Mm. And being committed means... Having the anxiety, having the fear, having the frustration, having times when you feel angry and acknowledging that some of these things come from our own past. Absolutely. But it's about uh, choices, isn't it? It's about making a choice and you always have a choice. You have the choice to walk away from the relationship, of course, always. 
But you also have the choice uh, of staying in and making a commitment is also about making that choice of staying in the relationship and and working through the difficulties in the relationships uh, in the relationship which are inevitable. There will always be some difficulties because you're two separate people, have different ideas, different agendas, etc. So it's making that kind of stance and that choice and saying and, and as I say, it's a kind of a choice if you're in the relationship, it's a choice you make every day. I'm still in this. I'm still trying to work through the stuff that I find quite challenging in the relationship as well. And of course, part of that is a two-way thing as well. Being remembering that that commitment mm. has to be two-way. It can't be one person yeah. being yeah. committed. Yeah. Uh, and that yeah. commitment doesn't just. It means that commitment means being able to kind of explore your partner's needs as well, mm. helping them with some of those needs, but also balancing that out with what's okay for you yeah. and finding that level where you do. You know, so and in, in, in every negotiation and every sort of commitment, there are times that mm. we have to. Uh, essentially, you know, be flexible. We have we can't just do exactly what we want. No. So there is that balance that you know it's not just doing what we want, but it's not doing things that we don't want to do. No, but there's compromise. You're absolutely right. Sometimes yeah. there has to be compromise. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and making sure we do things that that are healthy for us, mm-hmm. healthy for the other person, mm-hmm. and that we're both committed with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Great. I think, have you got anything else to add? No, I think that's, I think we've said, said enough of that, that for today. So yeah, so just reflect on those values, think about what's most important to you and think about how you can commit to those things that are important to you. So not just committing to relationships for relationships sake, not committing to a piece of paper, but committing to those things uh, that, that really drive us to want to be in a relationship in the first place. Absolutely. It's a choice. Yeah. And it's a choice that you make for good reasons because there's lots of good stuff to be had in the process. Yeah, absolutely. And working through the struggles, as we talked about in other podcasts, Mm -hmm. can lead to an even more fulfilling place. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Good. Well, we look forward to uh, seeing you again next week. Take good care and uh, take take good care until now. Yeah. And remember, press subscribe right now and we'll uh, speak with you next week. Bye. Bye.